just cause I love my podcast. Working fans. I shed blood for my podcast. Ra-da-da. Let a podcast holler where my podcast. The pussy at. All I want to hear is right here, my podcast. Somebody say something about a podcast. You won't take this from me, baby. You will not take this from me, baby. Fans, welcome to the Working Fans Podcast presents, aka Slippery Joe's Funhouse, where we bring you a bonus podcast each week presenting your favorite podcast's favorite stuff. Now, we have some Tape Trader's Guide to the 90s coming up. We have some Cult in Connecticut. We'll be bringing you some Peter X. Murawski and a variety of other things through year two. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82 Designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality t-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, like survive the washer and dryer they look good and they're good quality nice and those stickers before paco chewed them up were amazing and luckily we'll be getting some more in hopefully before we start selling them to fans but that's f-o-u-r-8-2 designs all right guys we're here with the working fans podcast we're uh, we're doing our first brew cast today so what this show is going to be is we're going to pour some beers uh, we're all going to try them tell them tell you what we think and if you should go out and get them on your own so AJ, you want to start pouring our first beer? And now each episode, we're going to be featuring three beers, and then we're going to do a mystery beer at the end, which we don't have notes of ahead of time and will be reviewed on a future episode. All right, so our first beer here is from Graysale. So Graysale Brewing Company has been a thought of Alan and Jennifer Britton for over 15 years before they purchased the old Westerly Macaroni Factory in Westerly, Rhode Island. That dream was realized on 11-11-11 when they brewed the first batch of flagship ale. Graysale brews a special beer for each anniversary of that first batch of flagship. So this is the 10th anniversary beer. It's a dry hopped Pilsner. And it's a thank you to their loyal customers. So we're about to get nasty. Now, I actually looked up a little bit about Graysale. And they are located at 63 Canal Street in Westerly, Rhode Island. You'll be able to find all their info in the comments section or in the description. But they've got pretty good hours and they've got reservations for large groups only. They have a limited food menu, but you can bring your own food. And Chevy, I take it you've been to this place. How do you like it there? I actually went there for their 10th anniversary last week. I love the place. You know, shout out to this, their sales team, Earl and Carrie, for the for hooking us up. So appreciate it, guys. I'm going to give you a bartender's point of view here. Um, when Graysale came out, I was bartending at Foxwoods Resort Casino. And when they first came out, they kind of changed the beer game in the southeastern Connecticut, Rhode Island area 
due to the fact that we didn't really have a lot of micro brews at that time. And they really brought a full flavored beer product to this area. All right. So when you look at it and you hold up to the light, it's a straw kind of color and it's perfectly clear. No haze at all as a Pilsner should be, in my opinion. What are you guys smelling? Thankfully, not Dave. I think I, I smell a good hop smell to it. And that might be because in my notes, a Pilsner is a type of lager. But from the little research I did, it looks like they add hops to the lager, and that's what makes the lager become a Pilsner. It does. It has the hops in there, but they're more subtle than you would have in like an IPA. With an, I've, with an IPA, the hops are more over the top, and that's where you get your flavor from. With this Pilsner, it's going to be a lot less and a lot more in the background. It's, it helps to add to like the little crispness at the end that you're getting. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, a weak link of mine is smell. I've had allergies since 76, so right now this isn't really over. You know, I'm not smelling. It doesn't smell bad, so, you know, we're good. You know? So, guys, when you go out and you pick up some of this from Graysale, some of the things you can pair it with is this will go really well with a pork shank. It'll will also go well with any of your chicken dishes and some of those lighter, whiter meats. Yeah, now the oldest Pilsner is Pilsner Urkel, which they still make, surprisingly. But I like the flavor of this. I've never tried Graysale before, but it doesn't have a heavy taste to it. I feel like this could go with almost any kind of dinner, really. Yeah, well, it's also that beer that you can also sip all night long. If you're watching the game or hanging out with the guys, sometimes if you have too heavy of a beer... It doesn't go well all night long. This is one of the, what I call an all night long beer. The only thing you got to worry about this one, as far as Pilsner goes, this is pretty high ABV. I believe it's a 7.6. So drink a couple of them, they'll get to you. This is not for the rookies. <laughs> now the tap room and their beer garden at Graysale is Wednesday. It's open 3 to 8 p.m. Thursday through Saturday, 12 to 8. And on Sunday, 12 to 6. Now they, they have a brewery and a tap room garden. The brewery. Open Monday and Tuesday, 12 to 4, to go orders only. Wednesday, 12 to 6. Thursday through Saturday, 12 to 8 p.m. Sunday, 12 to 6. Did you go to the brewery or the tap room? I've been to both. The tap room is in a house that they purchased right next to their brewery. And I can't remember the story exactly, but I believe they have these murals all over the inside of the tap room, I think, was painted by an Italian painter that had come over. But they're beautiful murals all over. And in their outside area, they have a nice little fountain. It's really a nice place to go. One of the things also you got to remember, guys, is we are not sponsored by any of these breweries. The opinions that you're getting and the taste that you're hearing from us are all genuinely our real opinions. What do you think? You guys ready to move on to the next beer? Yeah. So actually, I'm curious. Yeah, do, you, do we I'm, rate I'm, them before we well, go on we'll, to the next we'll one? We'll do that at the end. Rate all them right. all at the end? So gotcha. I'm a bit of a novice, right? So like for me, this is kind of reminding me of like, I don't know, just basically like some Sam Adam beers I've had, Killian's maybe. What would you compare this to? So uh, I, this is a uh, saying I like to use. My my father-in-law would call this beer-flavored beer. Yeah. Mm. So this is a classic style as far as, you know, like Miller Lite would be a Pilsner. Now, does this taste like Miller Lite? No, not at all. No. It, it actually tastes more like the beer that you referenced, Joe, the Pilsner Urkel, yeah. which, which is a Czech-style Pilsner. There's differences between American and German and, and Czech. This has that little bit of, like, funk almost on the aftertaste. Mm. I like it. It's almost like whereas Miller Lite would be like your average beer, this is your average beer like plus one. There's like just a step above. I, I personally, I'll drink a regular beer, but I like the ones that have a little more character to it like this. 
the other thing to remember about this one is that it is not a light beer and that it's, it's a lot more complex so than the Miller Lite. All right, AJ, you want to pour that our next beer? So our next beer is from Fox Farm. It is Avalonia Raspberry. Fox Farm Brewery is located in sleepy Salem, Connecticut. It opened in 2017. The brewery has quickly become a favorite for locals and traveling beer geeks alike. Fox Farm's founder and brewer, Zach Adams, doesn't just churn out high-end IPAs, even though they also do those very well, but nails traditional styles like Czech and German lagers, English ales, and mixed fermentation farmhouse beers. That's what we're drinking. So as far as the Avalonia beer itself, this is a raspberry variation. What began as nuanced blend of various mixed culture barrel-aged beers, Avalonia has evolved into our favorite platform for featuring characterful fruit refermentations. For this latest iteration, we turn back to a favorite singular fruit with red raspberries. So all the raspberries, I believe, are grown on Fox Farms property also. So their brewery is in an old dairy barn. I went there about a week after it was finished. Uh, and it is a gorgeous place. It's all, like, beautiful wood inside. They're the nicest people there. It's really an awesome place to go to if you like beer. I was just going to say, as a novice, this is one of the few breweries I've actually been to, and it's amazing. So First thing I want to say is it smells amazing. I love yes. the raspberry smell to it. Right. And while everybody's sipping it real quick, I was, I was looking at their website, foxfarmbeer.com, and they've got a bunch of beers on tap, on draft, as well as cans and bottles. They also offer cheeses from local Cato Corner Farms to pair with. Now, what's interesting about this place is how reservations work there is they can make, reservations can be made up to 14 days in advance. You can select either indoors or outdoors, seated or standing. All reservations are for 90 minutes, max party size of 10 people. Limit one reservation per party, no combining reservations, and walk-ups will be accommodated if they're not at capacity. Curbside pickup is available there. And this place, like you said, Old Dairy Barn looks amazing. Also, I have to say, even with my allergies, I can definitely smell the raspberries on this. Also, tart, very tart. <laughs> Yeah. That that be, that's because it's a natural raspberry flavor because it has that natural flavor to it. It's got that tartness. It's not going to be overwhelmingly sweet. It's not like when you go out and you buy a beer that says, "Oh, this is a blueberry beer." That's not what this is. Now, is this would this be considered a sour beer? Absolutely, this is a sour beer. They used, I believe, they used their cool ship for this, which is an open air fermentation process instead of being in tanks where they add a certain yeast or bacteria. To give it a flavor, they let whatever comes in the door enter their beer, and they blend them all, all those together, and that's how we get this. Now, between this and our next beer, they're both sour beers, and there is two types of yeast in a sour beer. This wouldn't be the Working Fans podcast if we didn't try to make Dave pronounce some shit. Oh, shit. First so, off, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. I haven't drank in a long time, and and now I'm he's enunciating. Already a little fucked up. <laughs> Now, Dave, if you want to, before you pour that real quick, let's let Dave pronounce these two yeast here and see what they got going. Oh, yeah, baby. I got uh, this all day. This is Lactobolus, and this is Hetto <laughs> Cococcus. Cocos. 
Yeah, that's Pedo Cocos. It's Close. the grandson of Michael Dukakis. All right, let's start for Lactobacillus. 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 Yep. Yeah. So you weren't too too far off. Yeah, all right, and, and then Pedo. Pediococcus. Yeah. yeah, I think I had that one time from this girl I used to know. <laughs> Guys. You didn't piss right for a week. <laughs> one of the important things, and the reason why they sell that cheese, like um, Joe was talking about also, is when you're going to drink these sours, the best things to pair them with are either going to be fruits, cheeses, you want those nice sharp cheddars, or something of an aged variety. And then the other thing that you want to pair it with is, believe it or not, in the morning it goes excellent with an omelet. Wow, now. Listen to this guy. <laughs> I want some eggs. It also, I found fish, shellfish goes good with it. It says light salads, yep. strong grilled meats, and plums. 100% correct. Yep. All right, let's move on to our next beer. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, this is a pretty cool, tough to get beer. It comes from Alvarium, which is, is comprised of three amazingly hardworking and talented individuals who want nothing more than to melt your face with some killer beer. I, I got this straight off their website, guys. Nestled in, in the industrial center of New Britain, Connecticut, Alvarium was founded on the principle of revitalizing a, a historical city with the mighty power of some kick-ass beer. Our brewery is located not. Our brewery is not focused on mass production. Instead, we want to create an ultra-communal tap room where people of all types can unite under the flag of righteous craft beer. Drink up, baby. So this beer, as you can see, when when uh, AJ's pouring it here, it is green. Yeah. This is supposed to be based on the old high C ecto cooler, obviously. Which comes from the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, yes. So, about the beer, they say, Ready your proton packs. This luminous green fruited sour uses oranges and tangerine purees to mimic the classic juice box must most of us remember as kids. Who are you going to call? Yeah. I'm afraid of no ghosts. Alvarium. Oh, so, you guys like the color on that? Have you ever seen a beer that was green that. like this? I haven't seen a beer that green and that, like, almost thick. It, it looks, looks like, like I was juicing kale. It, it is lime green. I want this for, like, some St. Patrick's Day shit or something. Yeah, that would be a good, that'd be a good time to drink it. What do you guys smell? What's it smell like, wow. too? You smell a tangerine? Oh, absolutely. I can definitely smell fruit, and then when you taste it. Yeah, this is kind of tart, too. It's got that sour bite up this front. This is another sour beer. Uh, this is actually really good. It has a little less bite than the other one, but I find, and that could be because of the tangerines compared to the raspberry. Raspberry has a tendency of being a little tartar. This is a little on the sweeter side, too, I think. Definitely that juice box-esque. Yeah. This is definitely a better quality beer than any of the beers that ever fucked me up in my life. I'll tell you that much. Although yeah. Dave, when he was single, did run a tap room, but that was different. <laughs> I got fucked up at a, God, it was like this little, I never been, I never met these people either. It was like they're, uh, they're Jack and Jill and it was just a cup of beers and I actually have pretty good tolerance, even though I'm joking around, even though I'm a novice, I usually can drink pretty well, but we had these like 50 cent cup beers and like a pyramid from like this table, like almost to our ceiling and I had never been fucked up before. So I was a little stupid. I'm like, nah, everybody was kind of like trying to get me drunk. They're like, oh, Dave, it's your turn. I'm like, I don't care. I'll drink again. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty sure Joe's breaking the seal. And then <laughs> I just remember, next thing I know, I went to get up, and I was in slow motion, and I was walking very slowly. And then the next thing I know, I remember my friend Rob had me by like my back of my collar, kind of holding me up these stairs, and I destroyed what was a stall. Let me, uh, let me stop you there. Yeah, we fucked it up. Did Rob roofie you? 
No, my, my asshole was a little sore, but I think that might have been on me. I had, you know, some bad meat and stuff earlier, possibly. So, you know, that's not me. Was it Rob's bad meat? <laughs> not that I'm what aware. kind of bad meat are you eating that's leading you know, to a raw I mean, asshole? He might have put me in a sleeper hold, and I might have passed out for a bit, so I can't confirm it. So here's a funny story. I've been fucked up one time in my life where I really just don't remember the night, mm. and it was actually also at Rob Dolly's Oh, house. yeah. They they could drink out there and volunteer. Yeah, but what it was was I had never had cider before, mm. and I was uh. just drinking it how it tasted, and that Clyde's knockout cider, let me tell you something. If you drink too much of it, it will knock your ass out. Did you shit yourself the next day? I did not. However, I did make it to Dave's room. <laughs> Cider will Where I had to sore butthole still <laughs> yeah. Alright so Joe has a mystery beer So going forward we're going to do our three beers And then we're going to come up with A beer we have no notes for or anything And we're going to give our, our thoughts about it And then going forward we'll give you a A full review Now we went fancy with the beers today And I'd like to think this mystery beer Is kind of halfway between fancy and regular It's the Two Roads Little Heaven IPA Speaking of hops. If you want to pour that up, AJ. Two roads, baby. We're doing a lot. These are all local. Local breweries. So Grace Hill's from Westerly, Rhode Island, which is just over the border. But all the other breweries have been Connecticut breweries, which we have a phenomenal market here in Connecticut. And I mean, we want to form, we want to focus on smaller breweries, but I mean, we might do some bigger breweries as they come. It's really just enjoying beer and reviewing stuff that we like and kind of sharing it with you now chevy has kind of a deeper knowledge of the beer industry i stack beer pallets but i see a bunch come my way like we sell a lot of two roads yeah two roads is the biggest brewery in connecticut for sure i've been to the tap room there before as well it is an an amazing facility all right so this also yellow straw colored but Definitely darker than that first one. Yeah, fairly hazy looking, though. Could be the pieces of ice from being in Joe's car also. (laughs) Definitely smells very hoppy. Yeah. Heavy hop taste. Yeah, instantaneously, you'll taste the difference between that and the Pilsner. What's that smell like? Yeah, I remember. I thought he was going to say mowing the lawn. (laughs) You know, all I had was candy today, so (laughs) I did not have any food before today. I I also haven't eaten anything today, so poor life choices. (laughs) I'm married. I haven't eaten anything in a long time. Yeah. So, for wrestling fans out there, me and AJ do a Survivor Series preview later when we record this. If you see us a little fucked up, there's your Easter egg. (laughs) Enjoy the show. This beer, almost a little bit like lemony. Not the, not the flavor, but like the lightness, I guess. Yeah. The way it kind of, you can feel it on top of your tongue. Yeah. It's not sour. This is, you know. A sessionable IPA, but you could drink a bunch of these, you know, during the summer. Oh yeah, is there something called a honey brown beer or like a? Yep. Uh, I'll tell you a funny little story. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a funny story about honey brown. Why do these motherfuckers leave the door open? We got a cat in this room. Right I, I know. So, I saw him come in. I'm like, fuck. Unprofessional <laughs> shit is this? <laughs> so, so I don't know if you guys have ever played beer pong before. Oh, I have. Uh, yeah, a few hundred thousand times in my life. So when you play beer pong, you try to use typically a lighter beer to play beer pong. 
We ran out of the Natty, Natty Light, which for you college kids, you know what I'm talking about. And we decided to use whatever we had. What we had was Honey Brown. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Now you have diabetes. That made a very long and painful night of Yeah, I know Chevy didn't really like go into depth when I said Honey Brown. It's like one of the first beers I remember tasting, but I didn't really like start drinking. Actually, the first beer I would say that kind of got me into like I could drink beer was Corona. Believe it or not, I was at like a college party. It's just dirty water. Yeah, that was it. I was like, actually, it was hot out, and we were outside. And I remember like, ah, fuck it, I was refreshing. Yeah, I had the limes and shit. <laughs> yeah, now this I got into because, like I said, we sell a lot of it at work. It's the favorite of the guys there. I like it because it's not like a base level beer. It's not like that Miller Light where it's just plain, and it's not too wild of an IPA. Like. Two roads, they've got the little juicies and the two juicies, which those are a lot heavier. This, I feel like, is their base level, but, like, good beer there. It's also affordable, too, as far as craft beer goes. Like, you can buy a 12-pack, you know, at an affordable price. And Two Roads, just like any of the breweries we feature, they each brewery has a bunch of interesting beers. We just chose the particular ones in front of us. Eventually, this is kind of a new idea. Eventually, we'd like to highlight a particular brewery and maybe just do their beers. But for now, we kind of wanted to give you a grab bag. Yeah, maybe if, recommend some beers to us that you know you might want to see us try. <laughs> let's go around and give our recommendations, our personal mm. reviews of the beers. Let's, let's start with AJ. What do you think of the Graysale 10-year anniversary Pilsner? So if I'm going to drink one of the three and I'm going to actually sit at a bar, drink it, or even if I'm just sitting at home watching football, I'm going to go with uh, Dry Hop Imperial Pilsner by Graysale. That's something that I could feel like I could drink a few of all day. Whereas as much as I enjoy the sours, that's something to me that I would either do as an after dinner or maybe a one time in the afternoon sitting around the pool or something like that. So while I enjoyed all three of them, especially the Ecto Cooler, if I'm just drinking it, I would go with the 10 year anniversary. So what do you say out of five stars? How many stars? So if I'm going to go with stars for each one, I would probably go with about four stars for the Pilsner. I think the Pilsner was solid. There are some things that I'm not a fan of to it. To me, it was, I know it's dry hops, so it's supposed to have the hops to it. But to me, it just had a little too much of the bite of the hops to it. So for me, that's a four. If I'm going to go with the next highest one in stars, I would go with the Ecto Ecto Cooler. To me, that's also a four, but it's more well-balanced, but it's a little sweet for me. It's very tasty, but uh, that little bit of extra sweetness takes it from being a five. And then I would give a three. To I'm going blank real That's quick. That's the Avalonia. The Avalonia. Sorry, my 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 English isn't always so good. The Avalonia with the raspberry. I thought that that was good, but to me, that's a three. It, while I appreciate the production and what it is for my own palate, I just it's a little too sour. Speaking of bad well, English, well, that's why the motherfucker only asked you about one beer. We we're gonna go around. And do the, he didn't have to do all four right now. That's okay, we can all give ours. Oh, my bad. <laughs> we can give our reviews now. I guess we might as well. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> wait, wait till the Survivor Series. The dry hopped Imperial Pilsner. I got to give that a four. I've never tried that before, but that's one, like I said, you can. I could see sitting down and drinking a couple of them. For me personally, I'm going to have to give the raspberry a four and a half just because, one, I like sour beers. Two, I enjoy raspberry. So I thought that had, like, the full flavor of the taste. Ecto Cooler was good. I'm going to have to give that a four as well because I like the sourness to it, but the raspberry just put that one a little over for me. 
Obviously, the Little Heavens is going to get a four because it's got that kind of bolder taste to it. Not quite so heavy as some IPAs go. Yeah, AJ, what'd you have for the Little Heaven? Sorry, I didn't rank that one because it was a surprise. For that one, to me, Little Heaven's one of my all-time favorite beers. So for me, that I, I'm i not big on giving fives. To me, I, if I give a five now, what are we going to do later on? So I'm going to stick with about a four and a half on that. I think that it is one of the most drinkable IPAs that you can find. And like Chevy talked about, for the price point, it's right on the mark. That's why I was avoiding giving anything a five, because like you said, once you give it a five, what's that five standard going to be? Funny little story about the Little Heavens. When I dropped off, fan of the show, Jake St. John's Minoru Suzuki picture, Mm. he offered me a beer. It was a Little Heaven. Yeah, that's right. They might have done some other stuff besides beer, I, too. But I, that's I, I was going to say, our nah, children were running around. <laughs> I, just, I just hope that he clarified that he was offering you beer when he said, do you want a little heaven? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, like these guys, I have to say, I feel that way about force. Maybe because I'm a novice. I don't even want to give out force just yet. I'll tell you, though, what, what am I decision-making a little bit as a novice. When I first was starting to drink stuff, and I was basically just trying to, you know, get girls to hang out with me, I remember... I would do like those Smirnoffs and all those fruity flavored stuff. And at the time, that worked well. Yeah, the fuck you drinks. In, yeah, fa- in, yeah. Fa- in fairness, the girls. Girl, I'm the trying girl- to fuck you. I got Bahama Please, Mama. I want to get laid. <laughs> I got Jamaica um, me happy. Yeah, whatever it is, I'll take the girl- Jamaica me sad if this night don't work out. <laughs> in fairness, the girl was 16. A lot of sadness. A lot of sadness happened in those times. But as I started drinking more, that sugary stuff. It was not, like, you know, it turned my stomach off. I did not really enjoy it. Gave Dave stomach problems. Every beer was good here. However, because of that, like the Pilsner, is going to rank a little higher for me. I'm going to give that a 3.5. I thought that was solid. Um, actually, I'll give it a 3 because I'm going to give Little Heaven a 3.5. I thought Little Heaven was a little stronger. He's been watching those Dame Drops videos. He <laughs> knows how important that is, how and then, important that rating integrity is. And then, uh, Reg! <laughs> Next time, we might have to go with a 1 through 10 rating system. And, the, uh, <laughs> and for the sours, yeah, I like them. But I don't think I can drink a ton of them. Not because it's going to get me fucked up. It's just, I, I, yeah, I like a beer's beer. So for me, personally, out of the two sours, though, I thought the raspberry one, raspberry one was a little more tart. So I would actually lean towards the Ecto Cooler. So for the tart, I'm going to give about a 2.5. And the raspberry, I'll give a 3. I didn't hate anything, so everybody will get a positive. You ain't impressing Dave, bitches. But yeah, but like a 3.5, that's probably about as good as it gets. Actually, didn't I say that Pilsner was a three? So I can't give Ecto. Ecto will get 2.75 then. All right. And Pills will get a three. And Little Heaven get a 3.5. Go fuck yourselves. You don't end up in that 1.5 area. I hope you're all excited for the journey that will be Dave's palate development. Based, <laughs> based on those ratings. Right I was there, just trying so. to get laid when I was a kid. <laughs> I know. I feel like me and Chevy are deeper in the beer variety game. So we're going to bring Dave stuff. He's like, what is this? Now, I do have some friends that are beer nerds, Lean too. Lean into that so. mic, son. Yeah, maybe you're supposed to grab my leg. <laughs> Say it in the mic. <laughs> you're supposed to grab my leg when I'm doing it, all right? You know, I'm getting a little fucked up. All I had was peanut M&M's. Listen. <laughs> Act like you in prison. Get your mouth close to that thing. <laughs> all right, so... Yeah, I don't know. I got some friends that are like beer geeks and stuff. But I'm, I can, I'm kind of. You can plug me anywhere, like socially. Like I'm cool to drink whatever. But yeah, I guess I don't really like the sugary beers, if anything, too much. The shout, sour, raspberry. Nah. So you like okay. more of the hops, the bar. Yeah, the give me a classic beer, which is funny because as a novice, you think I would lean towards those fruity type things, but maybe it's just the, I, I hung out with boys in Voluntown. so Pabst, it's like you know, Pabst like, Blue Ribbon. 
Nah, you can keep Give your me son. <laughs> you can keep your fruity stuff to the sandals, son. All right, about ten episodes from now, I'm gonna bring another batch of this Avalonia raspberry, and we're gonna do that again. And I bet you have a different review. You might be right. All right, so my my ratings. I'm a huge fan of of Graysale beers in general. Normally, their anniversary edition beers are triple IPAs, which I, I enjoy a triple IPA, but it becomes a bit of a slog when you're trying to drink it. You know, you can you can have about four ounces of that beer, and then you're like, all right, I've had enough. And it's not going to be conducive to a beer review. No. So uh, I was a big fan when I found out that they decided they were going to do a dry hopped Pilsner. So, and I, I thought that it came out fantastic. I'm going to give it four stars. Definitely that Czech style, which... Not a lot of people are going for well at this point, I don't think. So you would say it checks all the boxes? It Yeah, it checks checks all the boxes. Eight. I might be drinking too much, but this motherfucker corny. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> There's no corn in this beer at all. <laughs> all right, and, and then so as far as the Avalonia Raspberry, I, I had to pour myself some more because I, I love this beer so much. The complexity you get between the spontaneous fermentation and the... Aging and the mixing is a little bit woody, but still tart. And the raspberries taste like fresh raspberries. I'm going to give that one four and a half stars. Like Joe. I want to interrupt you for a second. I'm just curious. Would your wife, would that be your wife's favorite beer out of the bunch too? I don't know why I'm thinking. Yeah, I think that one would probably be my <laughs> wife's favorite beer. I don't know why I do it now. Okay. You couples, you start drinking together. <laughs> my, my wife is also a beer nerd. So I we don't drink together so that my wife doesn't kill me. Yeah. <laughs> That's because uh, you're not in a love, <laughs> you're in a loveless marriage. <laughs> Chevy actually loves his wife. Anyway, no, no, no. If you're watching this, honey, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Blink twice. <laughs> She's not watching. This, to be honest. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> uh, then the uh, the Alvarium the Ecto Cooler. This is uh, the second year I've been able to get my hands on some of this Ecto Cooler. It's more of a novelty thing for sure as far as, you know, just being a huge fan of Ghostbusters and then obviously the color of the beer is fantastic. But Dave is correct when he says the beer is is sweet. It is on the sweet side. I'm sure that's what they're going for with the juice box reference, but I'd probably give that one uh, three, three and a half stars. Mm. Chevy, when you get this beer, who are you going to call? Oh, yeah, Ghostbusters, you know what Fuck. it is. I was going to say, where can fans pot so we can review it again? About ready to burn this motherfucker to the ground. Let's go. And then uh, as far as the Little Heaven, like everyone else said, it's a great beer. It's definitely crushable as far as IPAs go. It's a lawnmower beer for me. You can drink a few when you're mowing the lawn. It's good when it's hot outside. Mm. And, and they're refreshing, but and you can drink a few of them. So Ice cold. Yeah. I'm going to give that one a three. I do like the affordability as far as price-wise for any of these beers. That one's probably the best price for quality. I was going to say, maybe that's why I like it. Because as a novice, it's like something I could just keep drinking. I thought you were going to say because you're cheap. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) All right, guys. So uh, that was our first attempt at the the Working Fans Brewcast. You know, we'll work out the kinks and, and streamline that as we go. Or we won't, and it'll get crazier. Who knows? <laughs> but we, we hope you enjoyed our show. And if you have any ideas for any beers or you want to send us any beers, you know, get at, get at us on our social medias. You know where to find us. Just search Working Fans Podcast. Thanks. Anyone, anyone else got If you want to see us get really sloshed, how about an all-triple IPA day? Yeah, don't do that to us, please. And if you want, like, you know, us to do, like, a water podcast, I'm your boy. <laughs> Dave's the water. Water. All right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again later. Thanks. Woo! 
All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 